What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. That's the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, if you like to travel, listen up, because JetBlue is turning 23 and is celebrating with huge savings, one for each day this week. So they kick things off today with a one-day-only fare sale with one-way tickets starting at $49. And you have to book today by midnight. Um, and the tickets are non-refundable, but they include all your taxes and fees. So $49 one way. Um, they're not valid on, uh, I think, uh, international flights like to London and some of those places. But yeah. you could literally fly across the country for $49. Um, and then after today, JetBlue will release a new deal each day of this week as part of the birthday festivities. So like I said, if you're trying to travel anytime soon, go on a vacation, make sure you're, you're keeping an eye out on like their Twitter account and on their website because they're going to have cool deals all week. Yeah, they can be as low as 49 bucks. I'm looking at the email they sent me here. Um, and Cappy flew JetBlue to, to New York. I dropped And I would love to tell you it was a great flight, but I slept the entire way, so I have no recollection. Oh, wow. Good for you, though. You, yeah. you don't normally sleep on flights, right? Oh, dude, I pass out. I mean, I am sleeping by the time the wheels are up. Oh, good for you. And I'm waking up when we touch down. Yeah. Not me. I made out a quick flight, although I was delayed and super annoyed, which is exactly what I told you. Watch, I'm going to be nothing is more annoying than taking an hour flight and being delayed like 30 minutes or 40 minutes. And George, exactly I may or may not have taken a gummy. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, it's possible. See, I, I don't, if I took a gummy on a flight, like it would take a while before I would doze off. No, dude, you take it before the flight, like an hour before. Yeah, but even then, that's not enough time takes longer takes hours for me to want to fall asleep oh really yeah yeah uh, anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna look at that tonight that's a good idea yeah five days of deals uh as uh, they have here on their website so you can definitely go to jetblue.com and check it out all right that is what you need to know brought to you by morongo casino resort and spa good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you are so cappy we had yovan buha earlier and it looks like the Lakers can still kick the tires and some stuff. He was talking about the Utah Jazz as a potential deal. Now, the type of players you're looking at, Mike Conley Jr., who's you know veteran guy, he's probably past his prime a little bit, but not still a good player is what I would say, and uh, certainly a good floor general, good shooter, uh, solid defensively. And then they've got Malik Beasley, who can ball. Um, he's like a perfect energy guy off the bench, shoots three-level score, can D up a little bit. Um, and then who was the other guy he mentioned? Oh, Jared Vanderbilt, who's like a good like wing defender. So if they can do something like that, you know, any of those guys, they can nab any of those guys. Maybe Kelly Olynyk uh, could help too, he mentioned. Uh, Toronto, to me, is the fascinating one because they've got a lot of players that they potentially could move off of. And to me, if I'm the Lakers... I'm doing now. Masai Ujiri is a pretty tough GM to negotiate against in Toronto, but if I'm if I'm the Lakers, I'm kicking the tires on everything Toronto has because it looks like they're like ready to dump everyone but Scotty Barnes, who's their young, like rising star. But one of the things we've been talking about all year is you know the Lakers making a trade to get LeBron, and I guess I'll throw in AD to get LeBron and AD the sort of help they need to go from being a team that's sub-500, although still only like three or four games away from being like sixth place. Right, but you know, so is everybody. That's the I problem. understand, but, yeah. I, but I got it. But the thing is, is that like the, the one thing about the Kyrie conversation last week, 
besides all the stuff of I don't like him, you know, all the things he's done, I don't he's a bad teammate, besides all of that, the idea of giving him a four-year contract when the reports were that the Lakers wanted to line it up as a two-year deal, so it's kind of the same as LeBron, and he didn't want to go for that. I still think, George, that— Well, we don't know that. We don't know that to be I'm just saying what's been, what's been reported. That's all. Yeah. You well, know? Of course he's going to want the, ma- the maximum deal he can get, but um, he, he, he could only sign if he were to do the extension right away, even in Dallas right now, no matter where it is, he can only do a two-year $78 million extension, maximum extension. If he waits till the offseason, then he can get the full four-year extension. Right. But the Lakers probably didn't want to do that, number one. I mean, again, that's kind of been the report. And so then the second part of it is, well, if they would have gotten Kyrie and he would have only been a 30-game rental and then they didn't get him longer term thereafter, you know, it, it just would have been such a mess to give up a whole bunch to get, you know, a rental player. Um so when you talk about all these other names that are out there and are being talked about, these are guys, as we talked about earlier today, that you wouldn't just be getting for this year. You'd be looking to get these guys for, for beyond this year. Correct. Yes or no? Okay. Yeah. I mean, so most the que- of them, yes, I would say yes. Right. So, so then the question becomes this. Are these guys the guys you want not just for the second half of this year, but for the next two years, let's say? Well, again, if some of these guys, if you look at them, they can, if you want to sort of structure this team similarly to the way they built the team that won the championship, some of these guys would fit that mold for sure. Like Mike Conley is a better version of Rondo. Um, Maybe not defensively, but offensively way better. Um, Even at this stage of his career. And then, you know, a guy like Malik Beasley can be an energy guy off the bench. Six-man role, could start if you need him to. So, you know, Vanderbilt is another important player. You need as many long wing defenders in this sport with so many guys that can score, particularly from that 2-3 spot. Like, yeah, it's – I mean, I'm just using that as an example. I don't know if those are the guys they're going to get, right? Like, there's there's a lot of guys on the market, and Toronto has a number of those dudes that you can get that you can plug and play right away, you know? So yeah. I mean I guess you just gotta think to yourself if you're if you're Rob Palenka and, and you just gotta think like it's not just about make a trade, hopefully make a run right away. It's make a trade with players that we wanna have here for the last two years of, of LeBron's contract. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. it is it is more complicated than make a trade, try and make a run. It's make a trade and figure out will these guys be what you want? For the next two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's his job, Palinka. Well, I understand. Figure it out, bro. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's hey, life. by the way, you uh, you mentioned Jared Goff before the break. I'm curious to hear what the, where that where we're going with that. Oh, let's do that on the other side. So Jared Goff had advice for Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I, you're going to want to hear that. We'll stick around or stick around. We're back literally in 90 seconds. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. 
Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com network. Rains down in Africa. I wonder where Chris found that Aaron Hank. That was great, Laura. Were you on the show when that happened? Yeah, it was so much confidence. Oh my Aaron gosh. Hank. I was like so Aaron. nervous. So nervous. Because I, w- I hadn't produced the show in a long time. So I was like nervous reading. And I'm like, bleep, bleep, bleep. How I wrote the name and the comma, it was just dumb. But you know I what? Feel I, like, I feel like, um, as I recall, that day, that was one of those super uncomfortable days where it was just me and LZ. You know? I love, so I was here. I, I know. Because that's yeah. my voice. Yeah, yeah, that was my voice yeah. saying no Hank Aaron. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes, really. Hold yeah. On. Crank the song up, Laura. Oh, it's over? Yeah, he Damn. did a really quick reaction. That's the best part. That's the morale. You just sing it and say. Yeah, sing it. No, without the music. Let me tell you something. Whenever I'm listening to like K-Earth or if I'm like on one of those like uh, Yacht Rock or like 80s channels on like Sirius and Toto Africa comes on. I am belting that thing out every time in the car. It's a great I song. I understand. I do. Great song. I love great Yacht song. Rock. Great song. Great uh, today genre. is na- National Pay a Compliment Day, Cappy. You know what, Cappy? Tell me. Your voice doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, it sounds terrible. I mean, it sounds it does, horrible. I'm trying to pay a compliment. Thank you. That's very sweet. George, I'll pay you a compliment. Yeah. Um, great, great new sneakers that you were wearing on Saturday night. Up in uh, San Francisco for that game that you were calling on the ESPN. Blazers. Uh, yeah. Classic Blazers I bought. Yeah, those were cool. Those were really yeah. cool. I bought them at the Nike store there in um, in downtown San Francisco. Um, by the way, I also bought this like quarter zip, like dry fit uh, from um, from the Nike store downtown San Francisco. And I went to put it on um, on the flight, right? Like I went to change and just to get out of my suit. And I wanted to throw something more comfortable on. And the zipper got stuck. So I'm like pulling it and pulling it and pulling. And then when I finally pulled it off, it ripped off. Like it's only now on the left side of the of the tracks on the zipper. It's not on the right oh, side. So it's on the women's side now. No, 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 no. It's open. Like I can't close it. Oh, yeah. I thought it was. No, it just doesn't close. Side. It just goes up and down on the left side right now. 
it didn't it yeah it's weird like it's i'm trying to find a way to like kind of put the the zipper tracks back on it but i don't know so my wife says i should take it to the cleaners that they could fix it oh for sure that is cleaners, true cleaners can fix anything mm-hmm. okay so my mom could fix it but it it's a cool purple uh, quarter it zip it's very nice i like it i was in uh i was in new york city today i'm still here and i was walking down the street going to this meeting and i walked by the nba store and oh yeah I was trying to decide if I was going to go in and get a little bit of LeBron gear. I just posted a picture on on uh, Inside the Circle um, as I was standing there kind of checking it all out. And you guys know me. Like, I'm a dad mom, mm-hmm. right? So who so took like, this picture for you? Well, that's just it. I don't know. Because, you know, people are just taking pictures. You know what oh, I mean? Stop. You just asked so a stranger? Stupid. Just walking around. Yeah. Now, Laura, no. would I give my phone to some stranger on yes. the streets of New York City? Yes. I feel like you would. No, it's probably one of your buddies, the guy who drank the bad wine from. No, no, no. He's out in, he's out in Chapical. rich guy land. Yeah. 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 I took some really nice pictures of like a stranger in Chicago once when we were at Navy Pier. Like it happens. People do that in New York. I, I totally too. take pictures for strangers all yeah. the time. Yeah, I do it yeah. at Disneyland all the time. My brother yeah. hates that. He's like, why yeah. are you that person? You're yeah. not a photographer. Yeah. I'm like, do you know how much people pay to be here? Always, yeah. awesome. always ask a woman to take the picture, by the way. True. We know they, angles. Yeah. And they yeah. take way yeah. better photos than men. Also, Kathy, go to the Nintendo store. Okay. In New York. All right. Just saying. Yeah. George, By check out way, how nice and dark my hair is. It looks dark there, yeah. Yeah, no gray. Got your hair done in New York? No gray. Just for men. Okay. Uh, Beto and Whittier wants to know if I like the Weezer version, uh, Weezer version of Africa. Uh, I have. I've heard it. It's great. I like it, too. I love Weezer. Uh, usually on K-Rock, uh, you know, you can hear it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a good song too. But yeah, Cappy, so you enjoyed New York? New York's been great. Uh, Saturday was ice cold, freezing, brutal, ridiculous. Yeah. Wasn't going out of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, was happy to be by myself. What was the last time? And George, I know you just went up for the game last week, but you had to work. When was the last time you had one full day all by yourself? I mean, it happens more than you'd think, to be honest with you, particularly when I'm on the road. Like, I'll take a day like, and come back later. Like, I've done that numerous times. Like, I'll just stick around for an extra day. Let me tell you, what a pleasure, man. I got to New York City at 6 a.m. I mean, I landed at JFK at, like, I don't know, 5, took an Uber, got into the city, pulled into this hotel. I was like, oh, please, please have my hotel room. Like, I know it's not 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Please have a hotel. Because my backup plan was, you guys got a gym. Let me go to work out and then take a shower. And then I'm just going to sit in your lobby. Please have a room. They had a room. You know, they charged me $35 for an early check-in. Oh, yeah. A lot of hotels do that now. Especially in Vegas, they do that all the time. Yeah. Oh, Vegas, they've let me check in at like 8 a.m. before for free. Same. Yeah. Yeah, they were like- paid. Right. They were like, I'm like, what do you mean $35? They're like, yeah, for early check-in. I'm like- why I have a reservation for today and you have a room for today. So why do I have to pay to check in early? Didn't matter. You Went upstairs. Jerk. No, I wasn't a jerk. I was as polite <laughs> as can be. But um but it, but I it don't, was six see, in the morning. I, I, yeah. I think a lot of that were you like a member, like a like a, like yeah. what kind of hotel was it? Yeah, it was uh Hilton. Yeah, yeah are you like a, a but you have like a lot of a status? like status? Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know exactly what it is, but I've, you know, I'm part of their whole, you know, point. Yeah, but if you have like whatever. a certain status level, they'll let you stay, get there early, get leave late, all that stuff. Like yeah. when yeah. I go to Marriott's, I can get there early. I can check out at two o'clock. Like I'm good. Kathy, just See, be nice. I don't really have status anywhere, but I still get to check out and check in early without paying. Well, let me tell you, nice. it's the first time I've ever, ever experienced that. And it's not about 
like not being nice because I have a philosophy, which is you get what you want when you're nice. Yeah. Like True. I, I have to stop my 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 son sometimes or my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, be nice. You know, the nicer you are, the more you get. If you're not nice, people are like, not going to help you. Mm, sometimes you got to check people, though. Look, let me say. Yeah, Just check say. yourself before you yeah. wreck yourself. Mm -hmm. you yeah, check people sometimes. So anyway, so I, I literally, it's been the first time that I can remember in years where I literally spent the entire day by myself resting. That was it. Just resting. Oh, I love those days. It was a great day. Oh, it's awesome. I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. Me. When I was in my, I was in Miami um, for something. I went by myself. Um, it was for work, but I ended up staying an extra day. I think that's what it was. And it was just so nice. I just sat by the pool. I had lunch. You know, I think I just kind of like, I went and meet some, some old friends and hung out with them for like a nice dinner. It was, yeah, I like it. It's nice every once in a while to do that. Um, Cappy, speaking of being nice, apparently yeah. Jared Goff is trying to give advice and be nice to Derek Carr. And he says, quote, there's a great life on the other side after your first team moves on. That's it? That's it. Those are his words of wisdom. Yeah, well, he's right. I mean, he really is. I mean, Jared Goff was so um, underappreciated and moreover ridiculed on the way out. You know, and and then matters were made worse for him because obviously his first year in Detroit was Matthew Stafford's first year in L.A. And not only did they play each other and the Rams won and Stafford after the game hugged it out with Jared Goff and said, hey, man, I get it. I, I understand it. Meaning like, I know what you're going through. Crappy organization. Can't buy a win. It, it's not fun. But what happened in year two was the Lions got better, actually had a winning record, uh, pushed towards the playoffs. The Rams completely fell apart. Stafford got hurt, and a lot of people, including myself, said, hey, it's probably time to retire. Um, and Goff has had, um, he, put it this way, he's A little better, bit of a resurgence after a rough first year there. Right. He's better, and he's more respected today, both by fans and his own organization than he ever was when he played for the Rams. Because even when Jared Goff was the quarterback of the Rams that went to the first Super Bowl, people were like, it's not Jared Goff. He's no it's good. McVay, it's all Sean yeah. McVay. Well, yeah. there was also those stories about McVay literally being in his ear until the transmission was done. <laughs> like, well, because McVay never trusted him because he was a young guy yeah. who, who was early in his career. McVay was also a young guy early in his head coaching career. Yeah. And like most head coaches, wants to be in control. Yeah. By the way, yesterday on NFL Network, they were doing those like half-hour Super Bowl highlight shows, and I caught the Rams and uh, New England one, actually, which was pretty fascinating. And and I watched all that, and they had a lot of cool behind-the-scenes stuff. And McVay did a really good job of trying to keep those guys like focused on offense and because the defense was playing so great in that game. And if Jared Goff just makes a quicker read, I forgot. I, you know, you forget because, you know, the details of it. Yeah, right? I don't remember every play of the game. Brandon hardly. Cooks 
had a mm-hmm. chance to catch. He was wide open. Like yep. he had beaten his man by 10 yards mm-hmm. and he was waiting for the ball in the end zone. And Jared Goff threw a freaking duck, man. Like a, he, he first of all, he threw it late, like easily mm-hmm. a couple seconds late. And then on top of that, instead of throwing, you know, he couldn't throw a dart. It was like a duck, man. It was just fluttering. And it got there as the defender was able to catch up and hit uh, Brandon Cooks, and it, it dro- he, was able, he dropped it. He couldn't hold on to it. Well, that's one of the things that's so interesting about the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday yeah. is that you have an experienced coach in Andy Reid, and you have a Super Bowl-proven winning quarterback in Patrick Mahomes who's not only won one but been there twice. Yeah. On the other side, you have a guy in Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles, who we did not know who he was two years ago. Right, like when the Eagles hired him, everybody's like, "Who, who is he? Do you remember where he was before he went to the Eagles? Who, who before before Nick Sirianni went to the yeah, Eagles? Yeah, before he got to the head coaching job at the Eagles. Do you remember he was, where he uh, was? Frank Reich's assistant. Right. So very few people would remember that, but yeah. Um, but of course, the memory compliment day to George. Nice memory. Um, that that was who Nick Sirianni was. Nobody really knew who he was. Now you have an inexperienced head coach, in other words, second-year coach with a young quarterback in Jalen Hurts. So experienced coach and quarterback on the Kansas City side, never been there before on the Philadelphia side. Yeah, it's why I think Kansas City, I I think Philly has the better roster. I just think Kansas City, the combination of Mahomes, Andy Reid, Kelsey, and and an experienced, a mostly experienced defense, even though they're not the better defense, um, I think will be will probably win the game if I had to guess. Anybody here have a rooting interest in this game or or no, declare not a rooting interest? I don't no, know. neither do I. I don't have a dog in the fight, but who do you want to win? Forget about who you think will win. Who do you want to win the Super Bowl? The Chiefs because I, Philly fans are annoying. <laughs> I'm with her actually. Same. For I, I would want reason. I want the Chiefs to win because I think Mahomes is going to end up being the greatest ever. Okay, I want, so I want to that win. to continue. All right. I'm I'm rooting for Philadelphia. Okay. I mean, I don't care if they win. That'd be awesome too. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's not like it's going to crush my day. But, but I, I, I think the, I think we're going to get to a point where we look at Patrick Mahomes and be like, bro, he's the most incredible player we've ever seen at that position because he can do it all. He, super athletic and throw the, you know, the ball like on every different angle. You know, he's got a gun. Like, yeah, like he's just got everything you would want in a quarterback like in 2023. So. I'm rooting so I'm for Philly. I'm, I'm on my I'm on my own over here. I'm, I and I Philly like Andy Reid, even though I think Andy Reid at times has been kind of too smart for his own good, particularly Ugh. with the running game. Can't um, stand Andy Reid. Really? You, oh, oh, you had a bad relationship him. with him. Yeah, that's right. Well, I've had a. I mean, the, the Chiefs organizationally and Andy Reid because he's the leader of it. Can't stand those guys, and that's personal because I've worked around them many times, and they're a real headache. Hmm. Can't be. My Yo. friend said he's with you. I have a few friends who are LA based, but they're Eagle fans. And they told Lindsay and I that they can't clump LA Eagle fans with Philly Eagle fans. Cannot do it, huh? That's why I said Philly fans. That's what that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. said, you know, give yeah. us our props. I'm like, all right, all right, whatever. I don't really care who wins, but, you know, if the Chiefs win, yeah. I'm not mad. Philly fans are dangerous. I'll tell you that right now. Dangerous. I had a friend of mine uh, goes to a Giants Eagles game in Philadelphia. He's there with his mom and dad. They're all. I love the down. Eagle fans. I think they're super fun. I mean, oh, I, maybe I'm in. And the, the experiences I've had with them in different places have been fun. Um, so I, I don't. I've had a different experience. So my buddy's there. Giants gear. Mom, him, his mom, and his dad, all decked out in Giants gear in Philadelphia. You're asking for trouble. This guy behind them um, peed in a cup and poured what they thought was beer over mom's head. 
Oh, right? dude, I, I saw Raider fans do that at a game where they um were like peed into a Ziploc bag and would throw it from the stands. Ew, back the animals. Onto the field. animals. Onto the field. You so I, I've seen Raider fans do stuff like that too. So when the, when the same crew of people got back out to their car in the parking lot at the old Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia, all decked out in Giants, the car was turned over upside down on its roof. Wow. Wow. I, I feel like <laughs> I was going to say a bad word, but bleep fans are everywhere. So it's like, but you know, some... Some organizations have more than others. Yeah, I remember uh, a player told me that story about the Raider fans in Oakland and that they uh, the, the the stuff with the Ziploc bags and with urine in it. So, all right, coming yeah. up next, big deal or no deal? All right, Lindsay, you take it away. Thanks, Sedano. Hope you guys are excited to have me back because I'm sure that Greg yeah. Bergman and uh, Tyler didn't do that cool. Thanks, Sedano, and thanks, Christopher, when they started. I they? think Bergman tried to do it. Ooh. Did his voice crack? Um, I don't remember it being great. <laughs> Tyler didn't even know what it was. So no, fine. Greg did okay on one. Yeah. Tyler didn't even do it, and I didn't do it, girl. Yeah. And then Funchy kind of tries, and he's but, better. I, I think Funchy did guy. actually. Yeah. He's yeah. the one that got it. Mm-hmm. He, he could do it. Funchy nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of nailing it, nailing it. Tom Brady will take a year off before he begins his next chapter in the broadcast booth with Fox Sports. Brady said that he's going to decompress, spend time with his family, and take a year to learn before starting his new career. He said, quote, I want to take some time to really learn, to be great at what I do, become great at thinking about the opportunity, and make sure I don't rush into anything. He also said he's looking forward to catching up on other parts of his life that need some time and energy. Is this gap year a big deal or no deal? Cappy, you go first because I know you have thoughts on this. Well, I'm going to say big deal for this reason. Tom Brady, here's a prediction for you, probably not that shocking, never makes it into the Fox booth. Now, a lot of you guys are going to say, are you stupid? It's no, a I agree 30, with you. It's a $37.5 million a year deal. $37.5 million. But here's the difference between people like me and people like Tom Brady. I do things for money. Tom Brady does not and does not have to do anything in his life ever again for money. He's not going to look at his bank account and go, gosh, I only have like $300 million in my bank account. I guess I better go get that job at Fox. I really think by taking the gap year, what he's doing is he's going to try and reevaluate what he wants to do in his life, not just go jump into something. And George, I don't think he ever makes it into the booth. I would agree with you. I, I, I'm in 100% agreement. I, I absolutely agree. I don't think, first of all, I don't think he's going to be good at it. Like, let's start with that no, part of the definitely equation. definitely not. Yeah. I don't think he's Disagree. got the personality. I don't care what 80 for Brady uh, looked like this weekend. How about, his, how about his post today? Did you see his thirst trap post today? I did. He said, am I doing this right, Gronk and Edelman? Yeah. And the way he's kind of holding his crotch so that it's like, don't look here. Yeah. But of course, I couldn't help but look there. Right. Oh, yeah, you're, you can't. Yeah. He probably doesn't need to work at Fox, Cappy, because he made so much money off of 80 for Brady because it was such a smash hit this weekend. (laughs) It made $12 million this weekend, which I'm not saying is a smash hit. I mean, it it cost $28 million to make. There you go. So they're almost halfway there. How do you even know that? Because Because he looked it up. Yeah, because I was arguing with a lot of friends about whether or not the movie was going to do well or not. Oh, jeez. And so somebody looked it up. It was $28 million to make. Well, it's got a good cast. All those women are hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the the premise is funny. It's cute. Like 
I mean, I would watch it. I wouldn't go to the theater to watch it. But if it was like on TV, I'd watch it. Oh yeah, I'll go see it, or I'll, I'll watch it when it comes to streaming. Yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't go to the theater for that. I would watch the M. Night Shyamalan movie in a yes. theater because I feel like that's so... Th the thriller creepiness of it in a theater makes it more interesting. I love horror movies, and the last two horror movies, like, I couldn't wait for them to... Like, I just couldn't wait for them to come out, so I may or may not have, like, downloaded it online somewhere, and yeah. it was such a bummer, and I was like, oh, I wish I would have just went to the theater to see it because yeah. those type of movies that have, like, the jump scares, like, you kind of have to see them in the theater. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Well, All right, what's next? Speaking of movie theaters, AMC Theaters is changing the way that it charges for seats. America's largest movie chain announced today that the prices of a ticket will now be based on seat location, meaning seats in the front will be cheaper while more desirable seats in the middle will cost more. There will be three tiers, premium, standard, and value. The Ticket Pricing Initiative, which is called Sightline at AMC, will roll out at all of its theaters, roughly 1,000 of them, by the end of the year. So for you personally, is this tiered movie theater seating pricing a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Um, no deal in the sense that they already do this in airlines. Like, what made you think that theaters wouldn't do the same thing? They're, theaters are, I, I feel like they're doing everything they can to just try to stay in business and make as much money as possible. And if you really want the movie theater experience that you and I just discussed, you're going to pay the premium uh, for what it is. And and look, movie theater experiences are way m better now than they were when I was growing up. Uh, God, I just sound old, sounded old saying that. You but do. it's the truth. It's the truth. And But I, I, I do think that I'm not surprised by it. So I, I mean, I'm sure people will think it's a big deal, but I don't because that's just kind of the way of the world that better seating is going to cost you more. I wouldn't be surprised if eventually that happens at restaurants too. So oh, that'd be that'd be so annoying. I'd be annoyed by that at restaurants. Yeah. Um, hey, as far as the you said there was the three tiers. What were they? Uh, premium, standard, and value. Okay. So um, value is up close, right? Because mm -hmm, yep. you have to break your neck looking at the screen. Yep. Mm -hmm. Standard, I suspect, is probably in far in the back. No, that's like in the middle. And then the premium, I imagine at least, would be. In the back, because those are the ones, like, I always go to the back, don't you guys? I do. I mean, like, when, when Rachel Yeah, and I the go bad to movies, seats are in the front in the theater, I would yeah. say, yes. Yeah. And, and plus, they have, like, the so a lot of them have that upper level, too. Yeah. So, like, when we go to the movies, um, we'll look at the theater, and Rachel will say, where do you want to sit? And I'm like, I would prefer to sit in the last row. And she's like, why the last row? And I'm like, because I'm paranoid now in movie theaters, so I want to be as far back as I can in case I got to kick some ass, you know? Um, she prefers a <laughs> few, a few rows. Yeah. I got to you know, just in case, okay. you know, she prefers like a few rows up. So I want to sit all the way in the back, which I'm thinking might be not the cheapest, but like the second cheapest. I don't know many people who would choose to sit right in the middle. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't, every time I've gone to the movies with anybody ever, it's like we pick like, you know, the back three, four rows. Yeah. I want the back row and I want an aisle seat. I like the ones in the back that are all the way up against the wall, so there's no seats in front of you, you know, because yeah. it's like the walkway up. Those are my mm -hmm. favorite. Anyway. You never know. You never know when things go down in a theater and I got to kick ass, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know about that, Cappy, but I'll take your word for it. All right. So last one here. Snoop Dogg appeared on Jimmy Kimmel for his 20th anniversary show 
about a week and a half ago, where the two talked about his first appearance on the show back in 2003. Kimmel revealed that the rapper requested a very specific menu in his dressing room. His list of needs included chicken wings, specifically from either Hot Wings Cafe or Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, Country Time Lemonade, Moet Champagne, Donald Duck brand orange juice, and any brand of fruit punch. So Snoop's list has recently gotten longer over the years, and now it includes items like regular Doritos and flavored Doritos. So these green room writers, I guess they call them, can be a huge deal to some celebrities and like deal breakers on appearances. So what must have items would be on your list? Sedano, you go first. Oh, man. Um, God, I feel like the young person to me loves the fruit punch aspect of this. By the way, I feel like you should. So you're putting the fruit punch in them away? I don't. I, it's just like his list of things he wants. Mm. Anytime because if you combine you know, those two, yeah, then I good. think that you've got something cooking there because you got a little alcohol with a little fruit punch. Like I'm all in on trying like different. Uh, as you know, Cappy likes to make fun of me. I, the pomegranate mimosas. You know what I mean? Like I remember I went to a restaurant. I don't think it still exists anymore in Santa Monica. I think uh, it closed during the pandemic. But there was a place where they would have a brunch and they would bring you. I think it was like seven different flavors of mimosas, like different juices with it, like orange, pineapple, uh, you know, uh, pomegranate, this, that, and the other. So I'm all about, if you're going to have moe on the menu, like I'm all about mixing whatever juices you got there. You know what I mean? And whatever other, like not soft drinks, but juices particularly. So, but I don't know if I'd add anything else. Like if it was my menu, like champagne may not be on there. I guess if it was maybe during the day, I don't drink like champagne a lot anyway, but it clearly would have like red wine or something like that. I just bought a Cab Franc. Uh, that's very that looks delicious. Uh, that was what? recommended to me by a friend of mine. Cobb Franc. What's that? It's just like a little bit of a sweeter uh, version of Cab. You know. Oh, so. okay. I, I thought it was like a. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> what you What you think it was? What you know, think a Cobb like Franc was? Some, some kind of like food, like. And then and then in context, I realized he was talking about a type of wine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'd I probably would, have more wine on my list. Cabby, um, what would be in your green room? Well, you know, Snoop sounds like a, a more complicated dude. Yeah. I'm a much more simple guy. I would be like, can you please just put in a bottle of Tito's, some club soda, some limes, sliced preferably. That'd be nice. And then maybe like some slider burgers. Real simple. I don't need Doritos. I don't need different candies. I don't need Donald Duck orange juice. I don't need Hawaiian punch. I don't need any of that. You know, I want to calm down a little bit before I go out and make my appearance. So maybe a maybe a Tito's soda lime, and when you know maybe I'll I'll throw a burger down my throat. It don't mean nothing to me. You know. Yeah. I would. I want, mean, if like, there's food, here's what I, I if there's give me like an artisanal pizza, actually, like just that's like one of those hoity-toity. Yeah, but like one of those like that's not that hoity-toity. Like if you go to like the for Hermosa a green Beach, room request, it is. I mean, you, it's it's L.A. You can get like yeah, uh, okay. you can get a, a, a fancy pizza anywhere. Uh, I mean, Snoop part. was specific about Donald Duck orange juice. Right. What's an artisanal pizza? Like, I just want like the um, what is it called? Is it the the the, Na- the Naples style pizza? Like, I think that's what it's called. But it's it's delicious. Um, and it's got a lot of meats and stuff on it. Like a little, you know, some it almost like looks like a pizza with a like on a, a charcuterie plate on a pizza. But uh, yeah, give me some of that. Give me some wine. And, uh, you know, maybe for after, 
I'd pop back in and like a cocktail. So I'd like maybe like some tequila mandala or if I wanted to go for a different taste, maybe like a, like a single malt scotch or something, you know? I've heard a lot of celebrities that have super weird requests. Like like mine would just be like some orange sun-kissed, maybe some Uncrustables and like some of those coconut chocolate bars that I got. Wait a second though. Hold on. When you say Uncrustables, are you going to be more specific? Do you want the Uncrustables with the strawberry grape, jelly grape. or the grape jelly? It has to be grape. And they have to be the wheat. The wheat kind. Like the whole wheat bread, you know? Yeah. But anyway, um, I've heard like some celebrities have asked for like only green M&Ms or like, oh, please. like weird stuff no, like that's that. Crazy. Just, just, to, just to be a-holes, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Do we have any more or are we done? That's it for Radio Tinder. All righty. No, it's not Radio Tinder. It's Big I Deal mean, or No Deal. I mean, Big Deal or No Deal. I'm Welcome way back, off Lindsay. there. Yeah. Yeah. Whew, give me a break. All right. Final segment coming up, Cappy. Yep. Um, you and I will have a little dealer's choice. All right. Come on, Cappy. Rack yourself. Yeah, I really should rack myself. Especially after today. Playing injured and all, you know? Yeah. Axel Rose, 61. How about that? Madonna, 64. I saw her yesterday. They We're both not- look like... They both look like... I mean, I guess they could be my grandparents, but they look like that. Your Axel Rose and Madonna are not could be your grandparents kind of people say that again 45 years old axel rose would have had to have birthed you at 16 it's fairly possible yeah but not likely it is still possible though i mean Um, possible i mean he wouldn't have birthed george but but, you know yeah it was right he also would not have birthed me that is true axel birth yeah (laughs) just saying here uh yeah, so Axl Rose, what a great band for for a stretch of time. And I'm sure they're still pretty cool now, but like, I don't know. I have no interest in watching them perform. Well, to be with a you. couple years ago when um, Guns N' Roses went back out on the road, mm-hmm. they, uh, they were playing stadiums. And I was like, well, wait a second. You guys haven't toured in like 20 plus years. Yeah. You guys go right back into stadiums? Um, I'm out because A, I don't like stadium concerts. And B, don't you guys... Don't you think maybe like arenas? But hey, listen, to their credit, they were selling out stadiums. But don't you, weren't you going to go to the Taylor Swift concert at the stadium? But understand this, George. I wasn't going because I wanted to go. I was going because my daughter wanted to go. So she doesn't mind the stadium concert. Um, I just wanted to make sure she got in, which is why I'm continuing to, to you know ask management at 710, would you please get the suite that night from the Rams? And uh, thus far, that has not been met with a lot of positivity. Yeah. Doesn't exist, bro. Well, when you say it doesn't exist, it's not that we couldn't get it. It's that, you know, it's not like the 710 suite at, you know, the Laker game tomorrow night. You know, that that says when you walk in, the wall is painted 710. That suite is there. Kings games, Clipper games, Laker games, concerts, whatever. The, The suite at, you know, at SoFi... Is not an every game deal, but I'm sure, given the influence of our ownership, we could get it if everybody had their daughter there. But I've been trying to convince everybody: bring your daughter. Yeah, but they're not I'm bringing buying. my daughter to the Warriors Lakers game in San Francisco because I'm calling it on uh, ESPN Radio on Saturday. This upcoming Saturday, I am. I am taking oh, that's, her. That's lovely to San Francisco with me. That is lovely. Yeah, it's a she, nice little uh, daddy daughter thing. Well, my brother-in-law lives up there, so I, I was able to get... Uh, the Warriors were kind enough to give me a pair of tickets, and uh, 
and hey, they're going to watch the, the game together. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter loves Steph Curry, although he's not going to play now, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Um, but she does love Clay Thompson, too. As a matter of fact, when we were at Dick Sporting Goods buying Mateo's uh, T-ball gear, she found, like, uh, there's these little action figures, and she saw Clay, one with Clay, and she's like, Clay Thompson! Um, she's like, can I get this? And I got it. So it's like, it's a bunch of them, little mini action figures, and Clay is, in, is one of the action figures. So I told her, look, maybe if you're lucky, we can run into Clay and Daddy can introduce you. So, Have you ever done this before with your daughter? Never. First time. So uh, first time I took my son to an NFL game was uh, Cowboys, I want to say Cowboys-Eagles um, in Dallas on Thanksgiving, and all he wanted to do was meet Des Bryant. Right. Right. That was like his big thing. Dad, I got to meet Des Bryant. And this is when you probably went up to Des and gave him the, yo, what's up, Des? Oh, dude, my guy. My, my son says to me, he goes, so dad, do you know Des Bryant? And of course I'm like, yeah. Come on. Come on, bro. Yeah, I mean, who are you talking to here? Yeah, I mean, you seriously, know? kid. Of course. I mean, come yeah. on. Really? Me? Yeah. Of course I know Des Bryant. So my son's like, well, how do you know him? And I'm like, you know, like we're, we're close. You know, we're friends. You know, we're, we're, we're good like that, you know? So uh, we go onto the field before the game, and uh, Dez is warming up, and he sees me, and I see him, and he gives me a nod, and I give him a nod, and then George, exactly as you predicted, oh, brother, bring it in. What's up? You know, like that whole thing? <laughs> he comes in for the hug. I hug it out with him. Yeah. I tell him, bro, my son is here. I brought him here because he, he wanted to meet you. So cool. Took pictures on the field with my son. Kid has those pictures and those memories for life. So I hope you yeah. and Aria have a great time and um, get those pics, man, because those are memories for life. Yeah. Um, Clay and I usually just dap, you know, when I run into him. But um, but oh, yeah. Dude, bring I, it in, bro. Bring it nah, in. Clay and I aren't like that. I'm not you, bro. I'm well, not just going to randomly a, I'm a, bring it I'm in. I'm a person who likes to give love. Yeah. I'm not a random bring it in. I mean, I got to know you for a long time to bring it in. Like, Oh, you, oh, oh, oh. You're saying that you are not a bring it in guy. No, no. And I'm sh I don't think he is either for that matter. So like the fact is we got to know each other for a long time. So I'll give you an example. Remember I told you I was the joke the other day you you wanted to kind of like the day we saw the Rui Hachimura press conference that yeah. we were like moving around Staples Center or crypto, sorry. And um you wanted to kind of like see who I would schmooze with, but nobody was there because of the protest that was outside, the hotel protest that was outside. And then literally you left. And as I walked to the back, I got I had a phone call to make, which was the Warriors guy called me, their PR guy. Um, and we were I was setting this all up and I hang up the phone and who's coming down the tunnel like the where the players leave their cars. But Dwayne Wade, who then brought it in. But because I've known Dwayne Wade for 20 years, I can bring it in with Dwayne Wade. I don't know Clay like that. Well, I mean, listen, I don't know Jim Hill like that, but that same night. You and I were standing there. You did He's, bring it into Jim Hill, I, although I, he brought it in awkwardly because well, I feel like he, he was like, I, do I know this person? Well, you know what? I haven't seen Jim Hill in a really long time. So when we brought it in, I reminded him of one of his legendary stories that he told me one night when we were sitting there at a Laker game back in the media workroom, like the dining area or whatever, and he was holding court, but it was just me, him, and another friend, and I was like... And I reminded him of the punchline, of which he loved because he knew that punchline right away. So, yeah, so when I saw Jim Hill, not only was I staring directly at his hair because I wanted to check it out, but I also wanted to bring it in. Yeah. Shout out, Jim Hill. Yeah, legend. 
But yeah, Clay and I not like that. We're more dap people. I see him, you know, I've seen him plenty. We dap each other up. I make a joke about the boat or I, you know, I ask him about the boat or something. I almost curse there. Um, Cause usually when I'm around him, I curse, uh, which I probably need to be careful if I'm with my eight year old daughter, but the um, yeah, you don't, cur- I, you don't curse around your kids. I try not to. And I you, do a pretty good of job. All people. You. Yeah. Me. I have Mr. the filthiest mouth. mouth of you ever. Right. I have the fil- filthiest mouth, but I don't, I don't curse in front of them. You think your kids curse? My daughter cursed one time. She said the F word. She said when she was playing a video game, she went bleep. And my wife like did the slow walk in there and go, what did you say? Uh Uh-oh. And immediately she started bawling and crying. She's like, I don't know. She's like, do you know what that word means? She goes, no. What does it mean? And then, right. And she's like, I don't know. And then she was like, don't you ever say that word again. Really? That was Kelly laid down the law. No F. Bro, my wife don't screw around, bro. Does she, she curse? Could, she could be Latina. Does Kelly curse? No, I curse way more than her. She curses every once in a while. I mean, I curse all the time, and I I will tell you, all my kids curse. And like Rachel's like, I cannot believe the way your children speak. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, they've been talking like that since they're about two years old each. Yeah, I we don't do that in front of them. Oh, we do yeah. our best to, to keep it. Oh, we, we curse all the time. Kids curse all the time. Yeah. I don't give a... Well, you know what I mean. I'm in yeah. my 30s, and I, I never hear my dad curse. I think I may have heard my dad curse like twice. Really? Come on, yeah. really? Yes. He wow. Not curse. I heard yeah. my I heard my dad curse me. a lot, which yeah. is probably why I curse a lot. Mm-hmm. My mom's worse than my dad, actually. <laughs> like, no so, lie. So because of that, I don't want my children to curse, so I try not to curse in front of them. Uh, and especially right now, Mateo at four years old is literally like a parrot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he will, like, oh, they, yeah. whatever I say, he will say mm-hmm. back. Like, the other day, we were watching a football game. I mean, it was a basketball, college basketball game with Ian Eagle on it. And Ian Eagle made, like, you know, you know, he make he, like, punches the call. He'll be like... You know, he'll say something like, you know, uh, I don't know, like the guy made the hit, a, you know, scored the the basket. And then he goes, he goes right to the rack. And then Mateo just yelled right to the rack. So that's, Aww, awesome. that's so cute. <laughs> that's so it, I, I can't say anything because he'll repeat it right now. Whereas yeah. the eight year old knows better. So we listen to a song on BPM on Sirius, which is the EDM channel. And there's a song called uh, I'm Good, uh, which is a remake of the old um Crystal Waters song, and it's like a like a remake or like a mashup or whatever uh, with Cedric Gervais as the uh, as the as the DJ, and it curses it. But I know exactly where it curses, and then my kids all sing it, and my daughter goes, "Put it down now!" Like she knows the word because Aww. it's the F word, and then I do it, <laughs> and then so that way Mateo doesn't hear the word and get used to it. That's funny. Yeah, you guys are such funny. good dads. Seriously, you guys are really good dad. You know what it My takes to be a good kid. dad? You want to know what it takes? Patience? Nope. Love? Nope. Okay, tell me because I'm not a parent. Just being there, being involved. Presence. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. presence. That's, That's it. And then That's I would also say um, probably like just patience is number two for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'll throw love in there somewhere, but yeah. again, presence. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, kind of the key. Exactly. Uh, Cappy, enjoy New York. Go to the restaurant I just sent you to go to. Yeah, I'm going to go. It's, uh, it's a this. block and a half from you. I'm going to go get this throat stuff you recommended, and then I'm going to get on a flight yeah. tomorrow morning, and I'll see you yeah. in studio tomorrow. All right. Great job, Cappy. Great job, Lindsay and Laura. Great job to have you back, Linz. Uh We will talk to you mañana. See you.